Hey gang, Dr. Buell here, and as always, thanks for staying connected. Uh, today I wanted to have just a, a brief conversation with you. I've been uh, learning a lot about attracting opposites, you know. Um, you know, the concept is that opposites attract, but the reality is that uh, they don't mentally anyhow. We usually repel them mentally. Spiritually, emotionally, maybe we are attracted to our opposites, but I think that um, educationally we avoid them like the plague if we're being opposite, or if we're being honest. And um, and I've really been, uh, this has been weighing on my mind over the last few weeks, both in relationship and in organizational leadership, that we need to attract and, and lean in to those people in our lives that are very often opposite of us. They have opposite skill sets, opposite perspectives, and things like that. In that friction, we often will grow and evolve. Um, so it's an interesting, just a quick uh, heads up, just thought that I've been kind of meditating on and working through. And um, as always, hope you enjoy it. Hope you share it. Hope you like it. Uh, and I hope you give you. Uh, I hope you give me your feedback on it. All right, guys, onto the podcast. Talk to you next time. So here's a thought. One of the things that I've been struggling with, but perhaps growing in at the same time is learning from those that are unlike myself. So it's it's really interesting. This happens to be true in all relationships, but especially personal ones. Um, those that are the most distant from us or they have skill sets that are different than ours or they don't possess the same worldview or outlook or skill sets that we have we tend to reject or tend to avoid when in fact what I've been learning is we need to lean into them more. We need to pull from opposite directions. We need to gain the insights from those that see the world through a different lens. And at the same time, we need to offer our own perspectives to them. And, you know, this started coming to a front um, just recently in my life whenever I was... um, chatting with uh, a friend with my wife, a mentor of ours at our church. My wife and I started um, a marriage mentorship program where we can help mentor young couples and things like that into what helps to build a, a foundation uh, in marriage, you know, how to, how to build a solid foundation of communication in a kind of a Christ-centric relationship. But I also have been seeing this play out within the Upper Cervical Council, Council of which I am president. And that is that in a lot of ways, here's, here's my kind of observation and my truth. In a lot of ways, when people have valid and rational perspectives, each of those perspectives are very often equally virtuous. You know, sometimes let's say you are an analytical personality type and a perfectionist. A lot of times you may think that your vantage point and perception is more virtuous than the person who is not a perfectionist because they don't they don't pursue perfection so obviously the goal of perfection is more virtuous than imperfection however the person who doesn't pursue perfection might pursue a a a, a long lasting relationship or might pursue heightened senses of 
um, reality or, or, or nirvana, you know what I mean? Connection with God and connection with others. So they're willing to let go of the pursuit of perfection because they know that in the pursuit of perfection, we often will lose relationships with those that are imperfect and relationships we value more. You know, that person may value relationship with others more than perfection in their life. And so both are equally virtuous. We should pursue perfection, but we should pursue human connection. And since humans are fundamentally flawed, we'll never achieve perfection. But it doesn't mean we shouldn't pursue it. See what I'm saying? And in the same way, organizational structures are just the same. We have different roles and responsibilities. And if we can find the respect and the harmony between each member of the organization, then the organization is stronger. You know, in our in our um, in our marriage mentors group, there was this book um, that we give to new couples. And it, it was really, it had this interesting line item. It said, you know, marriage is one of the first places that we find or one of the only places that we find that one plus one equals one, right? One plus one equals one. And of course, the logistician and the, and the perfectionist would hate that statement, I would think, because it's more of a metaphor or it's more, you know, um, yeah, I guess more... I don't know if the term is metaphor, but it's symbolic, I suppose, is the better word. It's more of a symbolic concept. Because when, when you have one person and another person that come together in marriage, they often will complete each other and be whole. And be one whole new kind of unit or being. And um, and I think that's the way it is in life, you know. Said another way, Stephen Covey talked about independence as being not the height of personal development, but interdependence. First, we become independent. We, we are self-sustaining, we know ourselves, but then we come interdependent because we know that we can achieve more with each other than we can of our own. Please excuse the uh, phone ringing in the background. Um, so that's the thought, you know, that's the thought for today. May we mature in our own skin enough to know our weaknesses, seek out others that complement our weaknesses as we complement theirs, and together we can move our relationships, our organizations, and our society forward. Thanks, guys. Hope you're having a great uh, start to your summer. Um, Please, as always, let me know what you think about these conversations. I appreciate you joining me on them and uh, look forward to staying connected with you in the future. Bye now.